Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Good day, everyone. It is May 4th, 2022. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. I want to focus, as I do every year, the first week in May, on something that happens each and every year here in the United States of America, particularly along the Gulf South and Eastern Seaboard, and that is the Atlantic hurricane season. Every year, multiple storms come across the Atlantic or form in the Caribbean or in the Gulf of Mexico and ravage areas throughout the United States, Gulf Coast, Florida Coast, and East Coast. You can do your part in making sure that if you are affected by one of these hurricanes, you won't get screwed as badly by your insurance company as these television lawyers and public adjusters would have you think. Preparation is always the key to a successful outcome in any and everything, every aspect of your life on planet Earth. Hurricane preparation is no different. And this also applies to people who live in Tornado Alley, people who live in flood-prone or fire-prone or ice-storm-prone areas of the country. Preparation is the key to success. Get your phone today or your camera, your digital camera. Go outside of your home and take many photographs of the exterior of your home your detached garage, your tool shed, your swimming pool, whatever you have outside today. Make sure the date stamp is on for your camera or your camera phone. Make sure that the date is clearly visible in each photograph that you take. Stand at the street and take a photograph of your house as it is seen from the road. Then get a little closer Take a photograph of the front side of your house called an elevation, the front elevation of your home. That way you have the entire left side, right side, top and bottom in one photograph. This way you can show an insurance adjuster what your home looked like at the start of hurricane season. If you have no shutters hanging off or missing window screens or siding torn off of your house, and the roof shingles look to be intact, that goes a long way to proving that you had no pre-existing damage when a storm hits. Do the same thing on the left, the rear, and the right side of your home. Do the same thing on each corner of the home. The left front corner, the right front corner, the left rear corner, the right rear corner. If you have home extensions or additions, Take photos of those as well. Go inside your home and room by room. Take a picture of every room in your house. Stand in one corner and shoot across the room showing the other half of the room. Then go to the other corner and look back towards the corner where you were first standing. Take pictures. Open dresser drawers to show that they're not empty. They are indeed filled with clothing. Open kitchen cabinets. Take photos of all of those little tabletop appliances that you just had to have. The salad shooter, or the air fryer, or the popcorn maker, or the blender, or the juicer, or the waffle iron. You paid for those things. They're yours. 
make sure you have photographs of them in case something happens to your home and you need to claim those items as damaged on an insurance claim. After you have all of these photographs, download them to a zip drive, a thumb drive, or a CD if you still have such a way of doing that. Make many copies. Send those copies to trusted relatives in other states and ask them to hold on to those things for you. It's real simple. If you have a large quantity of, let's say, vintage record albums or matchbox cars or other collectibles, you may want to check with your insurance agent to find out if those collectibles are covered fully or are they limited. For example, most homeowners policies limit the amount that you can claim for coin collections, any type of collections, collections of matchbox cars, old books, record albums, Star Wars toys, since it is Star Wars day today. If you have such a collection, you might want to ask your insurance company to provide you with a rider that covers those items and their full value for collector purposes. Make sure you have adequate coverage. What would it cost in today's Joe Biden inflated dollars to repair or rebuild your home if it burned to the ground or was swept away by hurricane force winds or a tornado or a fire or a... If you live in a flood-prone area, which most of us do, do you have flood insurance coverage? Be aware that your homeowner's policy does not cover flood damage. Even if the flood is caused by a hurricane, it ain't covered if it's damaged by flood, by rising water, by wave action. You have to know these things. Make a list, a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet, of your more valuable items. Take notice of the model number and serial number on items like washers, dryers, televisions, microwaves, computers, laptops, tablets, extra monitors, printers, things of value in your home. Make sure you document what you own and send copies of that documentation to trusted family members in another state. Because if you give it to your grandma three blocks away, chances are she is going to suffer similar damage to what you suffer in the event of a hurricane. Now is the time before a tropical storm warning or a hurricane warning is issued. Now is the time for you to stock up on those essential items you might need if you don't evacuate and have to stay at home. Or you do evacuate and you come home to a place that has minor damage, but the power might be out for six weeks. Now is the time to go to your local warehouse club and buy cases of bottled water, paper towels, contractor cleanup bags, an updated first aid kit, bleach, vinegar, salt, perhaps some subsistence food like canned tuna, canned chicken, 
chili, vegetables, rice, other staples. You might be forced to cook on a propane stove or a barbecue grill for many weeks if the power is out in a devastating storm. You have to have these items to survive. Batteries for flashlights, for portable radios, so you can get information from folks. Invest in a small solar-charged battery pack so that you can keep your cell phone charged. Stick it in a window. Attach a USB cord to it. You can charge your phone even if the power is out. Preventing damage to your home is also something you might want to consider. Installing hurricane shutters for your windows, storm doors that will withstand projectiles being shot towards your front door or back door in a 150-mile-an-hour wind. Those are things you can do. Go down to your local sandbag retailer. Buy some place sand. Have those sandbags and plastic tarping available so that you can build a dam across your front or back door to keep floodwaters out of your house. There are many things you can do, and you can refer to ready.gov for information or consult the American Red Cross for tips on preparing for a hurricane. A home generator, a whole home generator, is a great investment. It will provide power to your home, running off the natural gas utility grid, which very rarely goes down because all of that's underground. And it's run from multiple places. If you don't have a whole home generator installed on your house, consider buying a generator. It doesn't have to be a giant 10,000 watt generator. It just needs to be powerful enough to run your refrigerator your freezer, a light bulb, and a couple of fans to keep you cool. Oh, sure, you can buy larger wattage generators to run maybe a window unit in one room of the home in case the power's out for weeks and you need air conditioning in the sweltering southern heat. I used to have an 8,750-watt portable gasoline generator with a very, very heavy-duty extension cord. I did not have it plugged in directly to my home's electrical circuits because I didn't want to overload the generator. But I did have a heavy-duty extension cord. We ran the refrigerator and the freezer on it. And then if we wanted to, you can disconnect your refrigerator for a few hours in the early evening. Just don't open the refrigerator and let the cold air out. You can do that to give yourself enough power to run a small window unit air conditioner and that at least keeps the house, parts of the house, bearable. I remember we'd put up a sheet, a bed sheet, over the entrance to the hallway out of our living room, and another larger sheet, maybe more like a blanket, and we would literally nail that into the crown molding in the area across from our living room to the kitchen dining area. We kept that small window unit air conditioner in the front living room window, and we all slept on couches, recliners, sleeping bags on the floor. We had one lamp and a small television. And of course, we had the refrigerator and the freezer. And at some point, you could actually run the refrigerator on 
a little bit lower setting, the freezer on normal, and the window unit to keep you cool at night, as long as you didn't put it on a max cool setting. Never, ever, 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 ever run a generator inside your home or near the window of your home that might be open. People die from carbon monoxide poisoning every single year despite warnings on television, radio, newspapers, and the internet. People are so afraid in this high crime era that Joe Biden has brought forth that they're actually bringing those generators inside their homes and dying of carbon monoxide poisoning. The fear of someone stealing the generator prompts people every year to basically kill themselves. That's what we've come to. In addition to your generator, remember, your safety is of the utmost importance. Desperate, unprepared people will do unspeakable things. They will attempt to break into your home and steal the things that you bought because you prepared. I highly recommend carrying your weapon during those times for self-defense purposes. That's just my opinion. In addition to preparing for your insurance adjuster's visit by documenting and photographing all of your possessions, you may also want to consider where you might go in the event of an evacuation. Mandatory or otherwise, it is always safer to leave when a major storm is threatening your area than to stick around and risk life and limb to the ravages of Mother Nature. If you live along the Gulf South Corridor from the Texas Gulf Coast through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, or Florida, you want to go north. The storm will come in shore, onshore, come inland, but it will dissipate in intensity very quickly once the center eye of the hurricane or tropical storm makes landfall and starts its northward or northeastward trek. That's where they generally go, north or northeast. Once in a while, they'll head straight over into Texas, but they dissipate quickly. The farther away from the coast you are, the safer you will be. Plan ahead. Where will you go? Keep your fuel tank full. I know it's expensive under Joe Biden's massive inflation, but during hurricane season, that last second rush, oh, let's evacuate. Oh, crap, the car's on empty. You're going to line up at a gas station behind many other like-minded, unprepared people, and you're going to sit and sit and hope and pray that the station does not run out of fuel before you get your turn. I can't tell you how many people throughout the years in Louisiana got stranded on the interstate or on some back road because they ran out of gas. They were not prepared. I often do the Truth Hurts program from the comfort of the air-conditioned and heated leather seats in my F-250 Lariat pickup truck. Very comfortable, by the way. 
In the bed of my truck, I have installed an auxiliary fuel tank with a pump. It's not tied directly into the main fuel tank of the truck. I actually have to get out, flip a switch, and drag the fuel pump handle over to my gas nozzle, my gas tank input on the truck, and I can add up to 39 gallons additional while I am evacuating. Now, I did that because I used to travel quite often doing insurance adjustments and umpire work and appraisal work, property damage assessment, and I always had my travel trailer in tow behind me. And sometimes when you're leaving the comforts of a city like New Orleans or Baton Rouge or Houston or Atlanta or Nashville or Memphis, even Jackson, Mississippi, there's a gas station on every corner. You don't have to worry about running out of fuel. But when you're heading north to South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Utah, some of the more rural areas of Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Indiana, gas stations are hard to find. And it's even more difficult when you're pulling 40 feet of toy hauler travel trailer behind you. So I have extra fuel on board. I'm not recommending people drive off to evacuate with a five-gallon can of unleaded sitting in the back seat. The fumes would knock you out, and it's also quite dangerous. Lots of people have trailer hitches on their cars. You could purchase one of those trailer hitch shelf racks the back bumper of your car, strap a few extra five-gallon gas cans on the back. That way you have the fuel you need in case you start to run low. And there are massive lines at the fuel stops. There are massive shortages of fuel throughout your trip to evacuate to points unknown. Know where it is you are headed. Know where you're going. Just jumping in the car and heading north is not such a great option. If you think, well, we're in New Orleans, we're just going to go north to Jackson, Mississippi, and there we'll grab a hotel for the night. Remember, there are tens of thousands of other people with the same thought process, the same mindset. You might find when you get to Jackson, Mississippi, there are no rooms at the inn and no jackass donkey to carry you further. Get a plan. Get on your phone. Have a list of potential hotels at the ready. And of course, I know it's hard with Biden's inflation right now. It is a wise idea to have a few hundred extra dollars on your person in case the ATMs stop working. People are relying on cash and counting change on their fingers or scribbling on the backs of paper to try and figure out how much change they owe you. It's always good to have an extra amount of cash. And if you are planning on evacuating, consider, number one, how many days you might be away from home. Number two, how many people are with you. Number three, how far away from home you will be and how much it will cost to feed and shelter all of those people in your evacuation party. You need to have at least that much cash on hand. Not just for hurricanes, but for every day. Hell, this whole country could go into an anarchist 
rage tomorrow. They could shut down the banks because of runaway inflation thanks to Biden's economic policies. We could go into a deep recession tomorrow. People might be laid off, fired, terminated from their jobs. All of this is possible in Biden's America. The signs, the economic indicators are there for inflation to continue and continue it will, followed by or even accompanied by recession, which is very hard to do, have inflation and recession at the same time, but it looks like Biden's doing it. Sorry, I got off topic here. Have enough cash with you. Have credit cards with an available balance limit. Try to use the credit or debit cards as part of your evacuation regimen because if your homeowner's insurance policy covers alternative living expenses, ALE, loss of use of your home, having a record of credit and debit card transactions easily printed from your credit card company or your bank will make it's so much easier to prove your expenses incurred to your insurance company when you make your insurance claim. Save your cash. Only use it if you can't use your credit card or debit card. Get receipts for everything. When you return home from evacuation, you might find a large tree limb through your roof. You may not have a chainsaw. You might have to rent one from the local home improvement store. Keep that receipt. You are doing what the insurance company requires you to do, and that is mitigate your loss. Keep your house from being damaged further. Whatever expenses you use for that purpose are reimbursable under most insurance policies. If you have to come home and put a tarp on your roof... Those expenses are generally covered by every homeowner's insurance policy. Keep your receipts, your invoices. If you had to hire someone to come out because your arm is in a sling from an unfortunate motorcycle accident and you cannot get on the roof to put a tarp up or remove that tree limb or patch a hole temporarily and you have to hire someone, get a receipt. Get an invoice, preferably on some company letterhead with a name, address, and phone number so that the prospective insurance adjuster can contact that person and they won't question the validity of your claim to be reimbursed for those efforts in minimizing damage. Now, May 4th, 2022, we are less than one month away from the start of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. Weather experts say we are in a cycle of increased activity. Not global warming, not that crap about climate change. Storms come in seasons, cycles. You have some years where there are virtually no landfalling hurricanes or tropical storms in the U.S., those fish storms just stay out to sea. But right now, in our current cycle of weather patterns, it is more likely that we will see a tropical storm or two, a hurricane or two, making landfall 
on the U.S. coast this calendar year. Although June 1st is the beginning of hurricane season, it's usually not until late July, August, and September that we see the more violent, destructive storms. But why wait? Why take a chance on not being prepared? Inflation is only going to get worse, folks. You might as well spend the money now before it becomes too expensive to prepare for this year's hurricane season. When you evacuate, it's best to inconvenience a friend or a family member in another state. It sure beats going to a filthy, nasty hotel where you have no idea whatsoever who slept on or did whatever on that bed the night before or used that shower or that sink or that toilet. Hotels are traditionally nasty, filthy, disgusting, dirty places. Perhaps your friend or your relative is much cleaner. Talk to them now ahead of hurricane season. Nothing is worse than getting a phone call, and I know because we lived in Tennessee at one time, getting a phone call at the last second, Hey, buddy, we just evacuated out of New Orleans, and we knew that we could come up here to the north and be safe from the hurricane. Can we crash with you for a couple of weeks? Well, I don't mind helping anyone out, but by golly, a heads up earlier in the year that you might consider me as a potential evacuation spot would have sure gone a long, long way, as opposed to a last-second surprise. Hey, buddy, we're 30 minutes out. We're going to come crash with you for two weeks. Don't do that to your friends. Don't do that to your relatives. It's rude. It's abusive. I'm fortunate. I still have the big 40-foot travel trailer, the toy hauler. So when it's time to evacuate, I hook it up fill it up with all the food that's in my refrigerator so I don't have food spoilage. Oh, and that brings me to another point. Don't let me forget. I have that food with me. It has a stove, a microwave, an oven. I can crash at a campground along some point away from the direction of travel of the hurricane. It's like a vacation, but not really. But I can then cook my own food and not have to worry about spending large sums of money eating out at restaurants every night or inconveniencing that friend or relative in another state by having them increase their food costs during Biden's inflation. I did mention refrigerators just a few moments ago, and this is perhaps one of the most important things I can tell you. If you are planning on evacuating leaving town for several days, and you know that a storm is going to knock out the power to your home, it is best for you to take every item of food that has the potential of spoiling out of your freezer, out of your refrigerator, place it in a large garbage bag, and throw it away. Just get rid of it now. Get rid of it. If you don't, when you get home, I promise you, you will be exposed to one of the most disgusting sights, smells, and events of your life. Stuff thaws out and spoils when there's no power to the refrigerator or the freezer. And the liquids that emanate from that spoiled food will get down into the insulated walls of the refrigerator and the freezer 
and then leak out onto the floor of your home and travel across the floor, getting into the underlayment or the carpet padding in the next room or under the laminate wood flooring. The smell will be horrendous. Trust me. If you can't take that food with you and you're planning on evacuating, get that food out of your house before you leave. It will spoil, it will ferment, it will rot, and you will never forget that smell. The only smells I've ever encountered that were worse than walking into a house with spoiled, rotted food after a hurricane, the smell of a dead body, and the smell of the fruit durian. There is one other smell that I've heard, some plant that's called the dead body plant, but I've never had the displeasure of smelling that one, and I don't want to. That's about all the time I have for this pre-hurricane 2022 preparation program. Make a list, follow the list, and do what I said, and your life after a hurricane will be much, much easier to deal with. My name is Steve Z. I'm a licensed insurance adjuster, umpire, and appraiser. And I know what I'm talking about. Happy hurricane season 2022. And let's just hope that you are not a victim. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are free speech protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.